large part of me being out there were sort of capturing people's hearts and minds and just trying to change their perception of what a soldier is. Yeah. So six months later, I got a call back. Uh, I was placed in a talent bank. Okay. And they said, we don't really see you as a, a scaffolder uh, or a TIE. Yeah. Uh, we've got another role for you, but we don't know what that role is going to be, but it's going to involve coaching. Yeah. I tried to capture people's hearts, minds and imaginations to ensure that uh, they're, they're safe and they're compliant in whatever activities they're doing in the, in the disciplines or, yeah. or in the workplace. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Altrad Uncovered. I'm Pete Hughes and as usual I'll be your host for this podcast. Today we're joined by Mark Allett, a behavioural safety coach here at Altrad. Mark joined Altrad in 2012 after a nine-year career in the military. Welcome to the podcast Mark, we're excited to get to know you. Yeah my pleasure, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it Pia. Great. Thanks, Mark. Well, let's let's get straight to it then. Um, I'm sure the listeners will be really keen to get to know you. So it'd be great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a family man. I've got two sons. My eldest son's called Joel, who's 11, and my youngest son's called Joshua, uh, who's four. Um, in my spare time, I love to watch sort of Netflix and, ironically enough, listen to podcasts and... <laughs> Uh, my favourite football team is Man United. I'm a, a huge fan. Uh, obviously, since birth, I've, I've, I've been a supporter. Uh, I love watching sort of Paul Pogba, his movement on the ball, and and Bruno Fernandes, of course. Well, thanks for that, Mark. And, um, of course, I'm not biased at all, but, <laughs> but, but let me congratulate you for supporting the best football team in the Premier League. <laughs> also, Chris, I'm joined by another another red devil by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on that note, I think we should probably move on. Um, so <laughs> let's chat about your career today. Um, earlier, I mentioned you'd uh, you'd spent some time in the military. So, so how was that for you, Mark? Um, a really uh, a positive experience from my perspective. Um, I obviously joined when I was 21. I uh, did my basic training in ITC Catrick, uh, and then I would deploy straight to Iraq, uh, Basra. Okay. So, um, again, a, a, an enjoyable experience from my perspective. Um, I suppose the biggest highlights of, of being out there isn't really what people would probably expect to hear. You know, you can imagine some people would expect to hear things like, you know, how many times you came under contact and, mm. and what you did. But I suppose what's yeah. memorable to me is actually spent my 21st birthday out there. Okay. And my mum sent me a, a parcel full of sort of humbugs and, and things that I probably can't mention on this podcast. <laughs> um, but that same following night, I went out on patrol uh, with a, a pocket full of these humbugs and I came across uh, a young girl with a father. She must have been about the same age as Joshua, my youngest son, yeah. four years old. And her dad were kind of pushing her towards me. So I was really confused by the situation and she was really apprehensive. You know, she were crying, yeah. um, etc. Um, But she did come up to me and she asked me to hold my hands out. 
Uh, and when I did, she just dropped a load of sweets into my hands. Yeah. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was a, a wonderful moment and a wonderful experience. And I went into my pocket and pulled out all of these humbugs, dropped them into her hands. Yeah. And she just ran off with a huge smile. Yeah. So a large part of me being out there were sort of capturing people's hearts and minds and just trying to change their perception of what a soldier yeah. is yeah. based on what they'd previously experienced. So, yeah. Wow. Um, what a wonderful, almost heartwarming story that, that, that shows a real sense of humility. And it's clearly a, a memorable landmark moment for you, Mark. So, yeah, a wonderful experience, as you say. Uh, I mean, sort of thinking about that, so uh, you've gone from Iraq to uh, to Goldthorpe in Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> what a contrast. Um, I'm not quite sure which one was most dangerous. Uh. Well, uh, <laughs> funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, how did you end up joining, um, joining Altrad then, Mark? Um, so there were a big military uh, recruitment day um, that, that Altrad were in charge of. And I heard about it whilst I was in the forces. So on the military recruitment day, they was kind of looking for people who were interested in becoming scaffolders or thermal insulation engineers. And I thought, well, I fancy a bit of that. Yeah. However, the only experience I had of scaffolding was on sort of Yorkshire Regiment recruitment days when we worked with the basic structures of all structures, which are popper lock scaffolding. So I thought, you know what, I fancy my chances anyway. I'm going to sub my, uh, submit my CV uh, and just see how I get on. Yeah. Anyway, I were actually called into Wakefield at the time to come in for an interview on the Monday. On that day, another t- sort of 250 soldiers turned up. Right. And on the Tuesday, another 250 soldiers turned up. Okay. And there were only nine positions. Oh, my God. Um, so I had five for scaffolders and four for thermal insulation engineers. Um, cutting a really long story short, um, I had an interview at the time with Helen Roberts yep. uh, and Paul Casey, yep. and they were sort of asking me questions. I never really had any experience of interviews, if I'm honest. Yeah, obviously due to the amount of time I served in the in the forces, uh, they asked me a question. I remember my response at the time was, um, "You seem like a really family in oriented company, uh, and I'd love to be a part of." And they just both burst out laughing. Um, so I think my personality yeah. shone through more than what skills I could actually bring <laughs> to the party at that stage and the, the penny kind of dropped. Yeah. So six months later, I got a call back. Uh, I was placed in a talent bank okay. and they said, we don't really see you as a, a scaffolder uh, or a TIE. Yeah. Uh, we've got another role for you, but we don't know what that role is going to be, but it's going to involve coaching. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's funny in lots of respects because... Um, it, it sounds almost like you um, you were interviewed for a role that didn't exist, yeah. and you've, you've developed that. Uh, you developed that, but I'm really pleased you joined us, Mark. And uh, I know that sentiment is shared by many others in the business. Um, so well, well done for you for uh, for, for coming into the business and um, developing your current role into what is quite an impactful, significant role in the business yeah, that has you. lots of value. Um, so talking about your role, t- t- tell me about it. What does a typical day look like for you, Mark, in your role? Uh, well, a typical day predominantly sort of, well, 
thinking about there's no typical day yeah. um, I can kind of be one minute delivering to clients uh, putting together behavioral based safety programs using virtual reality technology uh, placing sort of users in an unsafe environment from the safety of the, the sort of classroom or the training room environment yep. uh, and I suppose it kind of springs back to what I was saying about my main objective in Iraq at the time, which was capturing people's hearts and minds. Yep. Funnily enough, that's what I've sort of brought to the party in terms of the programs that I put together. Yep. Uh, I tried to capture people's hearts, minds and imaginations to ensure that uh, they're, they're safe and they're compliant in whatever activities they're doing in the, in the disciplines or, yep. or in the workplace. Okay, well, that's a, a really great insight into a unique role um, which, which in turn benefits so many people at Altrad. And I, I know you do that same training for many of our clients as well. So that's a great role to have, I'm sure. Yeah, most definitely. I, I suppose what's funny about that is it kind of goes back to when I were recruited into Altrad as well. Yeah. Um, I came back for a second interview six months later um, at the time with, with Steve Connolly. And one of the first questions he said to me was, do you have the ability to be able to create something um, to deliver to our clients yeah and I think my only experience of delivering presentations was at the Harrogate Foundation College where I had to deliver a presentation to about 25 17 year olds yeah. uh, about the forces and I was kind of thrown in the deep end last minute my mate turned around and said look Mark can you cover me and just do it yeah. it's just all about our regiment you don't need to know what the slides are you'll know what they are when you click on them so yeah I said right yeah Tinnet, I'll I'll help you out uh, I think we got about six slides into that presentation and something happened with the computers and all the soldiers sort of sped up and started running at about 100 miles an hour for some strange reason. And uh, I think the comeback, I, I saw the only thing I could think of at the time was to say, well, when you join our regiment, that's how fast you'll be able to run. <laughs> the RSM was sat at the back of the room pointing his stick at me. And I got absolutely no laughs from all these 17-year-olds. So I had a bad experience. So when Steve asked me that question, have I had any experiences with it before? Yeah. And I turned around and said yes. I thought, right, I'm just going to have to learn fast on the job. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Right? And that's, ex- that's, in- that's exactly what I did. I created my own look in a, in a roundabout way, which yep. then I went on to build to be able to actually deliver to clients externally and internally as well. Okay, great. So, so uh, all that being said then, so what, what do you enjoy most about your role and, and what do you think's helped you be successful? Um, what I enjoy most about the role is... I get the opportunity to be creative. Yeah. You know, I consider myself and one of my strengths has been being creative. I think that stems from my family history. On my dad's side, you know, there are a family full of musicians from, right. you know, trumpet players, uh, bass players, guitar players, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think they tried to, at one stage to get me to play the trumpet um, when I were about six years old, but it, it, it died a death. I think it lasted about a week <laughs> and I put the trumpet back in its case. However, some part of me says I've taken that creativity and been able to use it in a different way yeah. by creating these behavioural-based programmes. Yep. So what I enjoy most, going back to your question, is creating something whereby people can walk into a, a safety training programme and have a perspective about safety. And to be honest, sometimes it's negative straight away as soon as you say this is a safety training yeah, programme. Yeah. And then when you complete it, and they've completed one of your courses that you put together, yeah. uh, just seeing the faces afterwards saying, when's the next one coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's really satisfying about, yeah. about my role at the minute. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That must be very fulfilling. 
So I know um, you were regretfully, but uh, recently furloughed due to the onset of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. How did you find that experience? How was that for you, Mark? Um, initially, I found it really difficult. Um, not only myself, but my family members as well. Yep. Uh, my fiance at the time was working from home. Um, she was getting used to it. It was just a change of the way we normally did things. Yeah. The, the children went at school and, and things like that. So it were really, really chaotic. Yeah. Uh, and we all struggled to get sort of into a new routine. Yeah. But I suppose in the third week, which surprised me and surprised us all, I started to enjoy it, believe it or not. Right, okay. Because I was getting a bit of time to sort of spend quality time yeah. with my family yeah. uh, at home. I wasn't travelling anymore, etc. Um, so obviously my, my, my children's performance at football and at sport and at school yeah. went up. Yeah. Um, school were definitely from homeschooling from my missus, not me. <laughs> uh, but the football, <laughs> I'll take credit for that. Yeah. Um, so it, it was sort of good. It was bad initially, but then good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, listen, when, when I got the phone call to come back to work, I were absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. I don't think I could have gone on any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, so um, I'd now like to turn to a question that came in via altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. And it reads as follows. Hi, Mark. For anybody who's previously worked in the military or is currently employed by the military but looking for a new career, what advice would you give them? Uh, I suppose the advice that I'd give anybody that would believe in the forces to... To, to come and join a company like Altrad would be, it definitely would be enjoyable. I think there's a yeah. lot of comparisons from the military yeah. uh, to working with, with Altrad services, such as working part of a team. Yeah. So most people in the forces, you know, every day without realising you're working as part of a team. So yeah. they'd be joining a company where um, the environment w- wouldn't be unfamiliar in that sense. Yeah. Um, the chance for growth and opportunity. And I suppose most of all, why I'd advise anybody from the military to, to join Altrad is because straight away, no matter what sort of management position you're in or what level you're at within the Altrad business, if you've got a good idea that you'd like to put forward, yeah, um, people will listen. Yeah, it doesn't matter what rank you are. Yeah, in regards to what whatever that idea looks like. Yeah, if it's going to add any type of value, um it'll be put forward and you'll be rewarded for it. Whereas in the military, that's not always the case, especially if you're a private soldier. Sure. You know, there's an analogy called, you know, you're not supposed to think as a private uh, soldier, you're just supposed to do. Yeah. Whereas with Altrad, it's, look, if you've got the ability and you can do, people will give you the opportunities to do what you're good at. Okay. Well, that's that's really, really heartwarming to hear, actually, um, Mark. So uh, thank you for that. I've really enjoyed our chat today and, um, you know, we could go on for hours, right? Yeah, of course, definitely, yeah. <laughs> but, but regretfully, we've, we've reached the end of our time today. So a big thank you for me for joining the podcast today and, and sharing what's been a really fascinating story. No, thank you very much for your time. No, thank, thank you again, Mark. The, uh, the pleasure's been all mine. So all that remains for me to say is a big thank you to all the listeners for their time. And please do continue to send in your feedback or suggestions for future guests to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. Thanks for listening.